0: Trust the movement. I negate the chaos, uplift the negative. I'll show up at the table again, and
1: again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Charlotte Owens, Elena Swope, and Katie O'Neill. Southeast Ohio progressive women candidates running to win. Charlotte Owens is the Democrat running for Ohio House District 78, which includes all or part of six counties extending from Circleville to South Zanesville. In order to serve the people and not big money, she's pushing for an end to the corruption under Republican leadership at the state level. She supports and will work for workers, families, and small businesses to survive the pandemic. She stands for affordable access to health care, supporting and improving public education, and bridging the digital divide. Katie O'Neill is grateful to be the Democratic candidate for Ohio House District 94 on the centennial year of the 19th Amendment to our United States Constitution. She has a Bachelor of History and, and the Environment, Master of Energy Regulation and Law, and Juris Doctor of Law. She is dedicated to a plan that creates 100% renewable energy, economic sustainability, restorative justice, and a clean and healthy environment. She was raised in a public service family in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, and believes that you help those in need, care for those who are sick, and work for the greater good with integrity. Quotation from Katie is My family always believed that once I moved to Athens, Ohio, I would stay for a lifetime, and they were right. Elena Swope is a working class progressive running for state representative in Ohio 97. She is a published researcher, organizer, and educator, and she's running to give this seat back to the people of Muskingum and Guernsey counties. For decades, her district has been represented by men who are completely out of touch with the people. And it shows. The 97th is facing an affordable housing crisis. They haven't seen any economic growth in decades, and a third of the people are living in poverty. When elected, Elena will fight for higher wages, affordable housing for all, and campaign finance reform. Welcome, you three. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Glad to have you. And I want to get your message out to the folks in Ohio. So. Tell us, what are
0: your district's strengths and challenges? Let's start with you, Elena. Sure, so I think the most shallow challenge that I hear about my district, uh, I hear about it most often, is that it's a conservative district, right? It has been written off by um, you know Democrats who might think that it's not winnable. And I know because I was born and raised here that that's, that's a shallow interpretation. And so the strength of my district is that we can look at the data, right? We can look at and acknowledge that there are more Republicans than there are registered Democrats. However, there are way more independents than registered Republicans. There are so many people in my home district who don't feel like they have a political home and they keep electing conservatives because those are the only candidates really reaching out to them. I am the first progressive to ever run for this seat. And so to the people who say that's impossible, I say, there's no way to know what's possible. This has never been attempted. So I see that as a massive strength that we are showing Muskingum and Guernsey counties what a true representative could look like and one that we have not had in several decades. Excellent. How about you,
1: Charlotte? What are the strengths and challenges for your district?
2: I'm in a District 78, it is all a part of six counties from Circleville all the way to South Sainesville. So Circleville and um, Pickaway County, they're actually fairly close to Columbus. And so actually in the entire district, probably lots of people do commute to Columbus though, coming from Morgan County and Zanesville is a farther drive, but people come for, from a long way to commute to Columbus. Strengths of the district, I would say, Our people love the country they love they a lot of people have lived there for generations they are um so they have that sort of community well in parts of parts of the district for instance highway 33 goes through hawking county and comes up through fairfield county so they have the strength of infrastructure there as far as uh, road access and rail and so forth Zanesville, you know, does not have um, I I seventy is not going through south of Zanesville, but it's still they have access to I seventy. Uh, as a disadvantage, other parts don't have it's a it's a harder drive, it's a it's harder for transportation. So, all right, I'm yes, I'm hoping to offer something to them that let's look at southeast Ohio, let's look at land that has been. Mind or reclaimed and realize we need some help back. We need wealth has been extracted. We need some help back to help. the And the community needs to have a voice in how to build what they need for the kind of community they want to have. I hear you.
1: How about you, Katie?
3: So I'm running for House District 94, which is uh, most of Athens. Meg's part of Washington County in Marietta, and part of Benton County over by Zaleski uh, Forest and MacArthur. The strength of this district is its history. Um, so this is the founding of Ohio. The uh, Northwest Ordinance started in Marietta. Our people moved there, and Throughout its history since 1787, there's been so much that has happened here. So we used to have salt and brick uh, industry and coal. And now we have an area that has restored the forests that were cut down, has reclaimed and replenished the rivers that had acid mine drainage um, and the acid mine um, chemicals are actually being used now uh, by an artist. We have an incredible organic uh, food movement and network here, Uh, and that's hard to do. I mean that took decades to build the soil from the clay base. Um, We were a, we've always been a energy Uh, district and region. And now we are transitioning to uh, renewable energy with half a dozen businesses and 14 municipalities that are already at 100% renewable energy as of June 2020. Wow. Um, I would say the strength here is our ability to take what we have uh, and produce something new. To look at the past and say, you know, we made mistakes, um, and what we we had and we used, you know, was good then, but now we've got to, you know, either restore or refurbish or transition into something new. We've got the talent and um, the institutions such as uh, Ohio University, uh, Hawking College, uh, Marietta I'm, uh, University. I'm, so we, we've got so much I'm, enthusiasm and grit uh, and hard work in our, in our hearts. I'm, I mean, you just, you can't keep us down. I'm, and I would say the challenge of this district right now that I'm really focused on is broadband um so that is essential it's an essential service for our education for our businesses for our communication especially now in a pandemic i mean everybody is relying upon the internet just to stay in touch with their family and their friends um let alone you know get schoolwork done and uh do do work so uh i believe uh, that Every town should be able to, you know, we've got these small historic towns. And I believe that every municipality should be able to offer broadband internet to its historic town uh, and the businesses, which would attract businesses into these historic towns, because a deterrence of moving here is that you would be in, you know, rural southeast Ohio, you know, among the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains and can you get internet? Well, if the municipalities are offering that in the historic towns, now you've got a beautiful location in an incredible environment Uh, that is offering you the essential service that you need to get started.
1: Okay, you have a lot to say about your community, and you love your community. I can tell you all three love your communities. I'd like to um, dial back a little bit, because you guys are running um, in in the gerrymandered districts, or at least two of you are. I'd like you to just tell us how you're dealing with that. Um, Charlotte let's start with you and then Elena and then I don't Katie I I think we'll talk about something else but Charlotte go ahead
2: Um, as Elena talked about uh, not all that many people vote in the primary so most people do not have uh, a party affiliation the districts are very mine is gerrymandered so is hers But the point is, I think we have values in common, so we have to be able to reach out and so part of what we're doing is we're reaching out to Democrats, but we're also trying to reach out uh, to Republicans. And part of the issue is, uh, for instance, um, my opponent, uh, we we need to talk about the problem of one of the problems of gerrymandering and unfair districts is people don't feel their votes matter, especially Mm -hmm. if they're part of the minority party, they don't feel like their votes matter. This is not good for democracy. Also, one party rule is just not good for democracy, whether it's uh, all Democratic in Columbus or all Republican in Fairfield County and other counties. Um, So this is just not good. And it also leads to corruption in the state legislature and in state government, as we've seen. What Mm -hmm. with um, Speaker Householder and four others being charged in a $61 million bribery racketeering scheme with First Energy who wants to prop up their two old nuclear power plants that need to be closed. So part of what that money went to was to get Householder elected. And part of that was to go to money in the 2018 election to um, help elect other representatives who would support him for speaker. And that that worked. He got elected speaker. He got House uh, Bill 6 through and so forth. So in, uh, 2020, January of 2020, so House Bill 6 is already through, but Householder's PAC put the maximum into supporting my opponent in the primary. And so as soon as Householder was arrested, my opponent came out and said, I'll donate all that money. But still, if if my opponent, I would say, needs to self-reflect whether he feels he was bought by Householder, because you can bet Householder probably thought he was bought. Mm -hmm. And I will put in, again, what's a different, I think this is a scandal itself. You know what the maximum amount is that you can give to an individual House representative? Over $13,000. Wow. And so he got $13,292.35, I think. (laughs) <laughs> that and see, this is outrageous because think about the presidential campaign. The limit there that you can give as an individual is like twenty eight hundred dollars. So that's a drop in the bucket compared to the entire size of the presidential campaign. Where if you've got a few people together, to each able, wanting to give thirteen thousand dollars to a, a representative candidate here in the legislature, boy, you've got yourself you've paid for a you've paid for a representative. This is grassroots
1: Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and I'm talking with three progressive candidates for Southeast Ohio, Charlotte Owens, Katie O'Neill, and Elena Swope. So Elena, why don't you tell us what's going on for your district in gerrymandering?
0: Yes, so I consider myself lucky to be running in the district I am. It is slightly gerrymandered, as in like it cuts out South Zanesville, and that's where Charlotte's district kind of comes in, so it is complicated uh to voters i think more than anything to understand what district they're in because most of zanesville is in my district so i talk about zanesville a lot it's where i live but then um like i i just recently had to turn some signs away from folks who wanted one in south zanesville and i directed them to charlotte's campaign because I, I do not represent them uh, and then thankfully i have the rest of muskingham county and all of guernsey county completely so it has not been a challenge just for my campaign for traveling. And I have been a part of campaigns, you know, where gerrymandered districts really influence how long it takes you to travel to one part of the district for one event. And then having to go, you just end up wasting a lot of time and time is the most valuable resource on a campaign. So for me, gerrymandering is a statewide issue it is a like charlotte touched on very well it's it's an issue of how we can hold our representatives accountable and when you look at something like house bill six it was a deeply unpopular bill before we knew about the bribery involved. There were so many people who testified against it. I this I would need to verify this, but it was upwards of 300 people testified against this bill. It was some of the most activity that legislatures, legislators had seen, because for the most part, people aren't calling their state legislator to talk about an issue. A lot of people aren't paying attention, but people paid attention to House Bill 6. But even with that overwhelming amount of pushback it didn't matter to the to the legislators who pushed it through because they are sitting on gerrymandered illegitimate thrones and the voices of the people don't matter that much because for the most part they've been drawn out of their maps so it gerrymandering even though my district doesn't you know i don't see that too much i don't have a very oddly shaped district like like charlotte does and like a lot of other candidates do it's it comes down to like Charlotte again said, people having confidence in, in their vote as, as a tool. And it's, it's a matter of holding people accountable. And until we get fair maps, it's nearly impossible to hold them accountable and to, to tell them to answer some, to someone, answer to us, the voters. And it, it breeds corruption. And there's no way forward to strengthen the state without fair maps. I agree. And how about you, Katie?
1: You're running against uh, an incumbent, um, Republican? Yes, uh, the House
3: Majority Whip, uh, Jay Edwards. Uh, Larry Householder used to represent Athens County uh, <laughs> from like 97 to 2004, where he left under uh, a smoke and uh, mirrors of scandal then. Um, so Jay Edwards has been his right hand man. And uh, I, Can I just briefly go back to something that Charlotte touched upon? Um, So the maximum amount to give in each election. So you can give a maximum of just over $13,000 twice in an election cycle. Mind you that uh, the poverty line of Southeast Ohio, you know, we suffer from 30 Percent of the population being in the poverty uh, line area. Well, $13,000 is a year of uh, a person working. Um, So you can't say that one person, one vote is the standard when somebody that is wealthy can give a working class person's entire year salary twice in an election uh it's not fair um that doesn't represent the people um and so you know my opponent has got i don't know close to half a million dollars uh in his bank account i don't know where he's getting that kind of money in one of the most poverty stricken dick districts in the state and nation so as far as gerrymandering goes um Uh, I've been working with uh, Michael Fletcher, who's at C30 along the Ohio River. And I mean, that's just an impossible district uh, to cover. Um, And so it's been, I I don't feel I'm suffering so much from gerrymandering. I'm, I'm very pleased with, you know, my district. But working with Michael, knowing that I would like to be able to coordinate with you know, people that will be elected to the Senate, I am wrapped up in his world of gerrymandering, you know, trying to strategize, how do you reach everybody? Um, although, you know, taking a Take tour me. along the Ohio River is nice.
1: Let's go on to something then. I wanna hear what you want, you're planning to do for your district why why you were inspired to to run and what your skill sets are and what you um in and i would like no more than five um five actions that you're going to do so i'd like to start with um elena i'd like to know why you and what are the top five things you're going to
0: do for your district i love this question i like how direct it is um yes so why me um i spent my life in this district and i did not feel like there was opportunity for me here and I was lucky enough to be able to go to school and get my degree and travel the world. And throughout that experience for me in college um, and through my travels, I had my home on my mind because all of these amazing places I got to see, like those opportunities just don't exist in this area. And I had to think about why. And the campaigns that I worked on while I was in college for, for the past five years, the campaigns I've worked on, I got to see organizers and candidates rally for for change and organize for change and figure out solutions together because there are solutions in policy. None of this is inevitable is inevitable right like our our plight as as a county and as a district is not inevitable it doesn't have to be like this we are set up in a system that is not working for us and we can create a new system and so i have spent the past five years of my life working on campaigns organizing working for this and so that's why me i am working class Nothing has been handed to me. I've worked for everything. This seat was handed to my opponent. And so the things that I will do, right, once I get in there is I will fight to raise the minimum wage. I will fight like hell to do that. It is long overdue. 15 is not enough, but it is where we will start. Then I will fight for broadband expansion. I will fight to create affordable housing projects within my district because we desperately need it. Families don't have places to live. And education reform. I will fight to change the formula to where we do not rely so heavily on um, local property taxes to fund our public schools. That public funding needs to be coming from the state. It is a matter of budget priorities. And I will leave it at that before I ramble more. Oh, yeah, that was quite clear. Thank you, Elena.
1: Um, How about you, Katie? Five
0: things you plan to do
1: for for your district. Okay, so I want 100%
3: renewable energy by 2030. This is a national and global competition that we are in right now. And Ohio can do this. In 2019, we were leading the Midwest with renewable energy jobs with 114,000. So we have the ability to expand that industry and support it by having a renewable portfolio standard, which mandates that we all reach to 100% renewable energy. This is going to create jobs. This is going to attract people to our state. um, And this is going to give us... um, An opportunity uh, to become the inventors and leaders that we have historically always been. So that is number one. And with that comes a slew of things, right? So right now we have methane gas as a renewable energy source uh, in our portfolio standard. And that was a giveaway to the gas and oil industry because Methane gas is the base of natural gas, which is at least 84 times as potent of a greenhouse gas as carbon dioxide in the first 20 years that it is emitted. Well, we are in the 20 year crunch time. So this is outrageous. We have to uh, immediately change that standard. We also need to ban injection wells. Um, So this is a practice that uh, is circumventing the Clean Water Act, which Ohio inspired because we caught the Cuyahoga River on fire 13 different times. Um, so now we're just putting the gas and oil that caught the river on fire underground uh, and saying, don't worry about that. Uh, no, that practice has got to end. So those are, you know, three right off the bat. Uh, of course, the broadband, and I want to bring that to every town. Uh, I also want to increase uh, the testing in our water. Um, so right now, the Ohio River is the most polluted river in the nation and has been for a decade. And quite frankly, C8 that was poison, that poisoned the Ohio River has now contaminated 99% of the bloodstream globally. Uh, so we have a responsibility for our water, uh, we have a long history uh, of learning that lesson, so I want to um, increase our testing to include benzene, uh, radium-226 and 228, I'm uh, um, and methane gas. Hey, um, okay, Katie,
1: I've got to move on because we are okay. running out of time, yeah. and I want to give Charlotte her five. Charlotte, give uh, folks what are the five things that you want to to
2: make happen in your district for your district. Okay. Um, I'm a chemistry instructor. And one of the things I, I start out the course with, and I most want my students to ask is what's the evidence because the difficulty is how do we come together? And when people have different facts, then you'll never going to come together. But the, one of the things about science is trying to step back and Keep our feelings out of it and look at the evidence, which is extremely tough to do. But if you're going to try to get people to come together across different from different viewpoints, we have to both try to do that. So we've got to address the pandemic. We're not going to the economy is not going to turn around until we address the pandemic. And so we need to be able we need to enforce masks, but we need to. Uh, and help if, if people have gone back to school. We need to support funding for schools so that they can work on their, um, you know, their, their air distribution system and the safety of it. We need to... School we have so 30 seconds, walk. Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm. 30 seconds, Charlotte. Give me, wrap it Perfect. up
2: in 30 seconds. Let me tell you, parts of uh, my district don't even have water utility and they don't have enough water. And so you get used to, uh, you can see trucks going around with tanks in the back where they buy water. They need uh, basic utilities. They need the digital uh, to cross the digital. We need to bridge the digital divide, but they don't have cell service. And if they want to have the economic development so that people can live out there, they need more, they need more help. Uh, efficiency, when you're talking about green jobs, efficiency is the first thing and upgrading housing will create local jobs.
1: Okay, everybody go to these women's um, um, websites, Elena Swope. Charlotte Owens, Katie O'Neill. You can get all kinds of information about these wonderful progressive women running to help make Ohio a sustainable and wonderful um, state to live in. Thank you so much for joining us in
0: Grassroot Ohio. Thank you for having us. Thank you 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 so much.
1: You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.